Today I want to talk a little bit about uh, last week's Haftarah, which was a very fascinating and interesting Haftarah. I'll recap it for those who may have missed it. We read the story of Elio Bar Carmel, where Elio withholds rain from Klai Yisrael for three years because of the rampant widespread use of Avodah Zarah. And Klai Yisrael was combining serving Hashem, learning Torah with uh, uh, worshiping Avodah Zarah. So finally, after three years, Hashem tells Elio to go to Achav, and that HaKadosh Baruch is going to bring rain. So Elio meets Achav, and he issues a challenge to Achav. He says, I want you to gather all of Klai Yisrael. I want you to bring the Nevi'e Sheker that you have, the 450 Nevi'e Baal, the 400 Nevi'e Asherah, and we'll have a challenge. We'll have a showdown on Harakarna. You'll bring Karbanos to your Avodah Zarah. I'll bring the carbon to Hashem. And whichever carbon is answered, whichever carbon is burnt up, that everyone will all know that that's the real power. So Izevel doesn't let the Nevi'i Asherah go because she knows that it's not going to work. But Achav summons the Nevi'i Baal, schleps them all to Harakarmel together with Klai Yisrael. Now at Harakarmel, Pasuk says, Elio says a very strange Lashon, which we'll come back to. He says, he says to the people, he says, How long are you going to continue to jump back and forth between two opinions? If you believe in God, then then serve him, but if you believe in the Baal, go in. In other words, you can't have this a little bit of Baal, a little bit of God. It's one or the other. Pick a lane and stay. So after that, Elio tells the Neviya Baal to go and bring the carbon. They also knew it wouldn't work, so they hid Chiel inside the Mizbeach. Hashem sends a snake to kill Chiel. They was, Chiel was supposed to light a fire and make it look like it was coming from Shemayim. But he's dead. So they're crying out. Elio's making fun of them. Maybe your God's asleep. Maybe he went, he's away from his desk. Cry louder. And nothing happens. Finally, the time for Mincha comes. Elio Davins and a fire comes down and takes his carbon. So after this incident, Elio tells Klai Yisrael, seize the Nevi and Habal, they're false prophets, and put them to death. And Klai Yisrael utters the words that we culminate every Yom Kippur with, Hashem Hu Elikim. So I want to go back to that passage because the Chavetz Chaim asks a very important question. He says, I don't understand what Elio is saying here. He's saying, pick a lane and stay in it. Is he really offering Klai Yisrael a choice? If they want to worship Baal, then that's okay, as long as they don't combine it with Avodah Hashem. Like, it seems like the question, the, the, the choice is a bad choice. You say, either worship God or nothing else, or you're not worshiping God. Like, what type of choice is it? Like, they can actually choose to worship Baal. So the Chavetz Chaim says that, of course, Elio was not encouraging people to pick one or the other. He was explaining that when it comes to serving Hashem, you can't pick, you can't pick one or the other. I'm sorry, you, 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 when it comes to serving Hashem, you can't have a part of you serving Hashem, and then a small part of you uh, is, is, um, is, feeling, is, is leaning towards Baal. If you're in, you're in all the way. You got to give it 100%. 99% Hashem and 1% Baal doesn't work. And Elio is saying if you have 1% of you that's distracted from Avodah Hashem that's leaning in another direction, it's like serving Baal. It's like you lost everything. You get no credit for serving God. So the Chavetz Chaim says that, um, that that comes into play when a person is in all of their Avedis Hashem. You can't occasionally dabble in some other type of behavior and then run back to your Avedis Hashem if you're learning. Uh, the, Gemara to, uh, the, the reason is, says the Chavetz Chaim, that you're corrupting people around you as well. Why? Because if somebody worships Baal 100% at a time, so everyone knows the guy's off the derech, he's a Russia, he's not a role model, we're not going to follow him. But if someone serves Hashem most of the time, and then occasionally he goes and, and, and worships Baal, 
So it gives the impression that that's acceptable behavior. Now, all of a sudden, you're influencing other people that say, hey, this guy's a Shemitah Mitzvah. Yeah, he worships Baal 1% at a time. I can do it too. That's acceptable behavior. And the Gemara tells us that if you have, if someone is seized with the Yitzhahara and they have to do an Aveira, they put on black clothes and they go to a city where no one knows them. Why? Because the Gemara says, if it's bad enough, you have to be a Chayte, but don't be a Chayte Yamachte. Don't influence other people that they see your behavior and they follow suit. So this is an important lesson for us to keep in mind in all of our Avaita Hashem, not to have these competing interests. And nowadays, unfortunately, it's very apparent uh, what, what the ramification of this is in the age of the cell phone. And I'm going to start by telling you I'm as guilty of this as anyone else. But this constant need to check our phones, we have FOMO, we're going to miss a good text or an email. And this goes on during Shema Esrei, during Kedusha, during learning. It, it takes over our lives, this constant distraction of, yeah, we're in shul, we're davening to Hashem, but we're at the same time interrupting to carry a conversation or to check our phones. So the lesson here from Elio is you have to set boundaries when you're serving Hashem. You can't be partially in. You can't be, I'm in shul, but I'm checking my phone or I'm, 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 my mind is elsewhere. You're either in 100% or you're not in at all. And this is very, this is something that's extremely hard to accomplish. Even at Hara Carmel, Klai Yisrael did not achieve this. Because after the story, what does Klai Yisrael say? They say, Hashem Elikim, Hashem Elikim. They've said it twice. If they really had perfect amuna, they wouldn't have need to set it twice. The reason why they said it twice is they needed to try to really influence themselves. Yes, we're, we're totally focused on Hashem. But they themselves at Hara Carmel, after seeing this tremendous nays, they still needed to focus uh, their attention on a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and it's a constant battle that goes on. I want to just end off with a beautiful point about tefillah that Reb Tzadik, uh, makes in Sikha Satzadik. Because at the end of the story, remember, Hashem tells Elio, Elio, go to Achav, and then I'm going to bring me. So at the end of the story, Elio goes back up to Har Carmel, and he davens, and then Hashem brings the rain. So Frech Reb Tzadik, I don't understand. Hashem already promised you the rain is coming. Why do you have to daven for the rain? He said, go to Achav, and then the rain's going to come. What, what, what do you have to daven? So Emperor Tzadok, everything needs tefillah. Even if it's something that was already decreed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you still need to daven for it. And that's what we see here, that even though Hashem promised that the rain would come, he still, Elio still had to daven for it. And it shows you the koyach of tefillah. So I hopefully will try to be mechazik ourselves in our tefillah, in our learning, try to focus a little bit more, give our, our, our Hashem 100% of our attention, and hopefully we'll be zaycheh to hear from Elio once again as he announces the arrival of Mashiach. Shabbat thank you for listening.